Welcome to the Lockdown Minnesota Twins podcast. Today is Monday, February 3rd, and I'm your gracious host, Nash Walker. On tap for today, Luisa Rise, 2020 projection. I'm going to learn how to roll my R's. I'm in Spanish class, so I, I got to learn how to roll my R's. Luisa Rise, uh, I guess, maybe a little bit better. Uh, at second base, his steamer projections, my projections for him, looking at his 2019 season. We're going around the diamond. Last week, we started with Mitch Garver behind the plate, Miguel Sano at first. Today, Luisa Rise. Tomorrow, we will do Jorge Polanco. Wednesday, Doe Young Park from MLB.com. He's a Minnesota Twins writer. Is coming on the show. Very excited for that. Thursday, Nick Nelson, Twins Daily, going to be on the show. Another great voice, another great mind coming on. And then Friday, we'll get back into the projections uh, after we have those great guests. And that will continue with Josh Donaldson at third base. Next week, we'll do the outfield. And uh, maybe we'll start the pitching staff as well. I want to get into the bullpen. We'll have plenty of time to do these projections. But... Listen, we're nine days from pitchers and catchers reporting to Fort Myers for spring training. We are 52 days away from opening day. We'll have a lot to talk about with spring training, who's getting the looks, you know, with these exciting arms coming in. Julius Chassin, who we're going to look at today, maybe not as exciting as a Taiwan Walker, who's still on the radar, it seems, for the Twins. Taiwan Walker, no relation to me, Nash Walker. I wish I could throw like him, uh, but I cannot. Uh, pitch back in the day, but more mid-70s, you know, mid-70s guy, not a Taiwan Walker, 94 uh, average, uh, but he'd be exciting to see in Fort Myers for sure. So there'll be plenty to talk about there. The Twins just announced their invitees. You're going to see the top three prospects, uh, depending where you have Bruce Stargratterall in there, but Trevor Larnack, Alex Kirloff, and Royce Lewis, the top three positional player. Uh, prospects will be in Fort Myers, so that's going to be really fun to talk about and to watch them uh, compete starting here. This month, this month, we will be watching Twins baseball. Uh, Brandon Warren's own coverage, who was a guest on the show, tweeted out, you know, or uh, in his article, rather, said there's going to be baseball every day starting this month until October, until uh, the end of October for the Twins case. Yes, the end of October. Let's get into Luis Arai's prediction and projection. In 2019, uh, this kid played 92 games, 366 plate appearances. He had 334, 399 on base percentage, 439 slugging percentage. That's an OPS plus of 123. Hit four homers, walked 36 times. That's a 10% rate, and he uh, struck out less 8% strikeout rate which is just amazing, in 366 plate appearances. Steamer for 2020, while they are low on Mitch Garver and higher on Miguel Sano, they are maybe the highest on Luis Arise among all Twins players. I mean, the projections for Steamer are favorable to the Twins. I think they have five or six 30 home run hitters. Uh, I think it's five without Mitch Garver, but if Mitch Garver hits 30 and those guys match their Steamer projections, that's six 30 home run hitters. That would be the first time in history, I believe. Of course, the Twins setting the record with five. Five thirty home run hitters last season. Steamer for 2020, Luis Arise, 130 games. Probably accurate. Rocco's going to get him some days off, uh, get E.R. Adrianza in there, uh, and, of course, Marwin Gonzalez as well. But, I mean, I'm, I think Marwin's more of a corner guy uh, that's been talked about as well, that he would probably play the corners more than he would play up the middle. Adrianza, shortstop, second base. Marwin more right field, left field. You know, first base, third base fill-in for Josh Donaldson. It will be interesting, and Gleeman and the Geek mentioned this too, uh, whether Miguel Sano will play third on Donaldson's off days. And Rocco said Donaldson's going to play a ton. I think I set his over-under games play, Josh Donaldson, uh, at like 145. Or Matt and Cooper and I, uh, Matt and Cooper, writers for Twins Daily, set it at like 145. He played 155 last year. Uh, actually, I think it might have been Cooper when he was on the show. So uh, they have a Luis Arise for 130 games to get back to his projection. 544 plate appearances. 
This is a big one. They have him hitting 312. That is the highest projection for Steamer among all players this season. Luis Arise is projected by Steamer to win the batting title, hitting 312 with a 369 on base percentage, 415 slugging. That's a 784 OPS, six homers, 8% walk rate, and an 8% K rate, rounding up and down there, but very close. I think they have him for 43 walks and 46 strikeouts. So right around 8% for both of those numbers. But Batting champion Luis Arise, Terry Francona, Tito said last year, uh, this kid is going to win batting titles. He reminds me of a little Tony Gwynn. That's what he said. The Twins, uh, arguably number one rival. There was some uh, White Sox Twins Twitter beef over the weekend that was fun to follow. And maybe, you know, that rivalry's back. And it's kind of been brewing over the last few months as the White Sox have made some big moves and and, uh, got better with Yasmani Grandal and uh, extending Luis Robert, their number one prospect. So it seems like that rivalry is heating up, but the Twins Indians is very much there as well. And Tito Francona, the manager of the Indians, the legendary manager of the Indians, said, yes, Luis Arise, he thinks will win batting titles, and he's a little Tony Gwynn. Steamer thinks so too. They think he's going to win the batting title in 2020. Uh, and for me, I think these Steamer projections are right on for Luis Arise. I mean, I... I don't think there, there's certainly a possibility and it, maybe it's likely that he comes down and he hits like 285, which is still great and gets on base at like a 350, 360 clip. I mean, that's great. There's there's nothing wrong with that. I think we got spoiled. And again, Gleeman and the Geek mentioning this as well, that they would feel bad for Luis Arise when he gets ripped for hitting like 280, 285 when he hit 334 last year. Like, oh, big time regression. And that's the funny thing. When, when people talk about the Twins regression, it's like they were so good at the plate in 2019 that yes, they're probably going to regress. Most guys are probably going to regress, but regressing a little bit is still phenomenal. I mean, Luis Arise is regressing, quote unquote, and they have him hitting 312, and that's all regression, hitting 312 with a 369 on base percentage. That's how good he was in 2019, 399 on base percentage. But I mean, I think it's a foregone conclusion he's going to get more plate appearances, which means, you know, he's probably not going to get on base as much as he did last year. He'll come down a little bit on that, but I think 312 with a 369 on base percentage is right there. Uh, I have him in my projected lineups after Lavelle Neal tweeted or uh, reported uh, Twins Fest that he would likely bat first, bat leadoff for this Twins team. I have him batting first, and if he does bat first and hit 312 with a 369 on base percentage, he's going to score like 150 runs in this lineup. Uh, and that would be huge if he's at the top of the lineup uh, hitting 312 on a daily basis for the Twins. So I have Luis Arise very much in line with his steamer projection. I love these projections for him. Didn't love him for Mitch Garver. You know, decently close for Miguel Sano, but for Luis Arise, I think they're right there. I think they're right in the sweet spot. 312 batting champ, 369 on base percentage. Again, 415 slugging percentage, six homers. <laughs> he said he's trying to add more power. That's what he said this offseason. I think he said it at the Diamond Awards or uh, at Twins Fest. He's trying to add more power. So maybe he gets to double digits. Let's not get carried away. When we come back, Julius Chassin signed by the Twins over the weekend. Minor league contract. I think he gets paid $1.5 million if he makes the club out of Fort Myers. We're going to break him down a little bit. A couple of tweets, you know, a couple of breakdowns on Twitter that I want to bring attention to. You're listening to Locked On, Minnesota Twins Podcast. If you've been a listener of this podcast, I'm sure you've heard all the great advertisers working with Locked On to reach sports fans, but... 
You may not know that Lockdown Minnesota Twins is a great way for your local business to reach passionate Twins fans just like you. Unlike any other podcast, Lockdown gives your local company the unique ability to reach local podcast listeners. And it's not just any podcast listener. It's a Lockdown podcast listener. If your company wants to connect with Twins fans in a predominantly male audience that is well-educated with disposable income, then let's put your company right here on this Lockdown podcast. Local fans love to support local businesses. Text the word advertising to 33777 or visit com slash advertising and let us know who you are. We'll get our team to help your team achieve Lockdown advertising success. Once again, text the word advertising to 33777 or visit com slash advertising. We look forward to hearing from you. Welcome back to the Lockdown Minnesota Twins podcast. First segment, we had Luis Arise 2020 projection. Tomorrow we have uh, Jorge Polanco. It should be an interesting one, and I haven't really looked deeply into his steamer projections, but it should be interesting to break that down. Jorge Polanco, who in my opinion was the Twins MVP last year, led them in war last year, I think on baseball reference and fan graphs if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so it should be interesting to see my Twins MVP from 2019, what I think he will do in 2020, what Steamer thinks he will do in 2020, Jorge Polanco, tomorrow. The Twins made a signing over the weekend. Julius Chassin, minor league contract, not the flashiest signing, maybe not as flashy as a Taiwan Walker announcement would be, but Chassin in 2018, uh, from 2016 to 2018 actually, let's look at the the totality of his best stretch in the majors. 89 starts between 2016 and, and 2018, three seasons, 517 innings pitched, 103 ERA plus, seven and a half strikeouts per nine innings, and then in, in 2019 just fell apart a year later. 24 starts, 103 and one-thirds inning, innings pitched, 75 ERA plus, and 8.8 strikeouts per nine, more strikeouts, but uh, just not as effective, and 25% below average, uh, average pitcher, that is in the big leagues for Julius Chassin. But in 2018, and I tweeted this out yesterday, uh, in 2018, his ranks among pitchers with 30 or more starts. He led the Major League, he led Major League Baseball in starts with 35. That was first over Justin Verlander. Opponent batting average was just 220. That was 11th best over Jose Barrios. Opponent OPS was 655. That was tied for 11th with the great starter in Cleveland, Mike Clevenger. An opponent home runs just 18. That was tied for 12 with Dallas Keuchel, who is a certified ground ball pitcher. So Julius Jacin was really, really good in 2018. And when I say really good, I think high end three, low end two. I think he started a playoff game for Milwaukee in 2018. I mean, he was really, really good in 2018. And and I think, you know, 2019 was just a disaster. It's almost the complete opposite. Parker Hagman of Twins Daily tweeted out that Jacin struggled to locate his fastball in 2019. And that caused him to switch to throwing his best pitch more, which is a slider. He's not an overpowering fastball guy. I think he averages 90, 91 miles per hour on his fastball. But his slider's a nasty pitch. He throws it a lot. I think he has a 40% whiff rate on it. So nasty slider for Chasin. Uh, and, you know, I think he's going to have an opportunity to make the rotation. And if he does, uh, again, I think it's one, one and a half million dollars. So just low risk signing. Uh, we'll see what he does in Fort Myers. But Julius Chasin, I think looking at this rotation top to bottom, and again, I think I mentioned it last week, but Gleeman and the Geek said in their latest podcast as well that the Twins are high on Lewis Thorpe. They're really, really high on the left-handed uh, Australian uh, to make his way into the starting rotation. I don't know what that means about how they feel about Randy Dobnak or Devin Smeltzer. I mean, I think it's it's clear that maybe they just really like Lewis Thorpe and like his upside. Great strikeout numbers in the minors. One of these days we're going to talk more about Lewis Thorpe, especially if, it, if there's more steam that he is going to find himself in this rotation. But looking at the opening day rotation from top to bottom 
Opening day starter is Jose Barrios. MLB.com just came out with their top 30 opening day starters. Barrios came in at 10th. That was over Lucas Giolito. That was over Mike Clevenger in the division. So Jose Barrios is going to take that step this year. He's going to try to take that step to be the lockdown ace that we all think he can be in his age 26 season here in 2020. So it's Jose Barrios on opening day in Oakland. Game two, uh, it will be Jake Odorizzi, who had a great year last year, was an all-star. Game three, I think it'll be Homer Bailey, and, and that'll be interesting to see. Game four uh, of the season, it's either going to be Julius Chassin, Lewis Thorpe, in my opinion, and I think it'll be Chassin if he pitches fine in Fort Myers. I think he's going to get that fourth spot. And then fifth, I think it'll be Thorpe. So that's how I see it from top to bottom, one through five. That leaves out Randy Dobnak, who was just great for the Twins last year, started game two in the ALDS. That shows you the confidence they had in him, or more so that they just didn't have much else to put out there. But Dobnak pitched great. I mean, pitched great at every level. So I think it'd be slightly surprising to not see Randy Dobnak in the starting rotation come opening day. Maybe he's the sixth starter, and maybe he does get some starts, and uh, they manage it differently. But looking at it right now, it looks like Lewis Thorpe's going to get in there based on on what, what we've heard on uh, from various platforms, including Lehman and the Geek, that they are high on him. So if Lewis Thorpe's that five spot, Julius Jacin is that four spot, your rotation's filled out without Devin Smeltzer or Randy Dobnak. But now if you add Taiwan Walker to the mix, if they if they sign Taiwan Walker to a minor league deal that would bring him to spring training as well, a guy who's been very good before, we talked about him on Friday, Taiwan Walker's been a phenomenal pitcher, as has Julius Chassin. I mean, Walker more upside, in my opinion, than Chassin. Uh, Walker was great in 2017 in Arizona. I mean, just phenomenal season he had there. He throws 94 miles an hour. He's a power pitcher, you know, big body on the mound, and, and he's coming back from injury, and it's a, it's a buy low, a high risk or high reward signing if they were to do that. And if you had him to the mix, I think he's going to be battling with Julius Chassin for that fourth spot. Or fifth spot. Either way you want to look at it. Maybe Lewis Thorpe is your four and, and Chasin and, and Walker are fighting for the fifth spot. But I think that would come with a, another big narrative for spring training. I think it'd be really fun to have Taiwan Walker and Julius Chasin battling for a spot. I would give the edge to Walker. I mean, we don't know how healthy he is. He posted a video on Twitter of him pitching in slow motion uh, with some bicep emojis. And, and it looked like it was some gas he was throwing. I think it was a strike. Uh, electronic strikes on it might have been a strike. But uh, we would have seen real gameplay. Walker looks good, though. Uh, I think it looks like he's motivated or at least showing on Twitter that he's ready to rock and roll, and and he's going to get signed, and he's going to go pitch in spring training somewhere. just remains to be seen if it's going to be in Minnesota. I think that would be an exciting signing, and then Julius Chassin would have some some competition going into camp because right now I don't think the Twins feel great about having two rookies, and I think the Chassin signing maybe accentuates that that they don't feel confident having Randy Dobnak, Lewis Thorpe, and Devin Smeltzer having two of those three in the starting rotation on opening day. So I think Chasin, it might be his spot to lose if he pitches okay. But again, so bad last year in Boston. I think he had a 6.01 ERA. Again, ERA plus was 75, 25% below league average. I mean, how much better is that going to be than a Randy Dobnak or a Devin Smeltzer? I think they would both be better than that in 2020. So it remains to be seen, but Chasin is going oh, – Good rhyme there. Chasin is going to be in Fort Myers, and then we'll see if Taiwan Walker joins him there. Thank you for listening to the Lockdown Minnesota Twins podcast tomorrow. Jorge Polanco projection. Maybe we'll have more minor league signings. Uh, hopefully a, a guy named Taiwan Walker will come through here. Thanks again for listening. Have a great day, and go Twinks.